Wentz calls for the snap. He rolls to his right. Inside toss. It's intercepted! It's picked at the four! Troy Reader wow. read it perfectly. It looked like he was the intended target. And a takeaway in the red zone for this L.A. defense again on the Troy Reader interception. Hello and welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. The Los Angeles Rams are 2-0 and they're back at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood this weekend to face the also undefeated Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Our guest this week is Troy Reader, Rams inside linebacker. He's coming off his first career interception. Troy, great to have you back. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. As you can tell, we've made some changes around here since yeah. you last joined the uh, the Rams <laughs> Reveal podcast. We even got your, uh, if you're not watching us, if you're on the podcast, we've got some number f- uh, 51 Troy Reader jerseys in the background, uh, which reminds me that uh, you were number nine in college, right? I was, and high school. Did you, uh, did you make a move to... Uh, get number nine with the Rams now that you have that flexibility. No, why didn't that go down? I no, wonder. I, I uh, there, there's a pretty good number nine <laughs> on, our, on our roster right now, but um, it's actually pretty funny because when he was leaving Georgia, entering the NFL, um, I was entering high school as a high school quarterback. Chose number nine was kind of one of those guys I look I looked at as a as really? a young high school quarterback. Yeah, him, Drew Brees. Uh, couple other guys that uh, stuck out, but now I think it's pretty funny. He's, he's number nine. I, I call him nine a lot of the times. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't get out of him what the price point was to take it from John Wolford. <laughs> I can't imagine what you would have had to shell out to, oh, uh, no shot. to, to get it. No shot. But I do know that uh, Tom Brady has been outspoken about the fact that he doesn't like the number changes on defense because it makes it harder for him to make his identification. So maybe this is the week that you switch it up a little bit. Yeah, maybe <laughs> just all switch. All right, let's get to uh, the second win of the season and a nice moment for you. True or false? Uh, the best gift that you got all birthday week last week was a uh, interception from Carson Wentz. True. Yeah. Yeah. What was that moment like for you? It was pretty cool. Um, it happened really quick. Um, and like I said, in uh, an interview earlier was, it just happened in a really crucial moment for mm. our team. So I was just excited to make a play, not just that something pretty memorable for me, but, um, Helped us win the game. It's also a nice testament to the work that you put in, you know, Monday through Saturday too. As I understand it, you got that look from your scout team. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had gone over that look. Um, it was a scouted look, practiced it and, uh, kind of came to fruition. Uh, you know, you're just initially thinking about making the tackle is the play to be made. And then, uh, all of a sudden the ball's in your hands. So one of the reasons it did end up in your hands is because of what Aaron Donald did on the front side of that yeah. play just destroys the right guard, <laughs> the right tackle, throws up a roadblock on Jack Doyle, so he never gets to the, the vicinity. Right. What was it like to watch that on film on this Monday? Yeah, I mean, I hate it, it's year three playing with Aaron now, and um, nothing uh, – he just never stops amazing you. Um, some of the stuff he does is just incredible. So, um, yeah, I mean, what, what else do you expect? I mean, if you can think of any new ways to describe it, we could use those too, because we're very much in the same boat. Uh, it made me wonder though, your last interception at any level was? College. You did have one in college. Yes. yes. And you recall it? I had, um, I had five in college. I think the last one was a game ender up at Albany. Pretty sure. Albany is going to resurface in this conversation. Hang on to that for just a second. Okay. Uh, but when you compare it to your three sack game at Washington last year, 
What was more special? I think, I think the three sacks game was, um, if it was just one sack, I would say the interception, Uh but having three on that day. And, um, uh, that was, that was just something that may never occur again. I think you only have one choice, which is to score a defensive touchdown and (laughs) make sure that there's no longer any question about what your career highlight is. Uh, you did turn 27 last week, sir. Belated happy birthday. Were you able to celebrate? Um, a little bit. My parents made it out to the first game. Um, that's the first game they've been to uh, since obviously last year, they couldn't come to any out here and didn't go to any away game. So first time seeing me play live in, uh, a long time. So that was cool. We had them out here with my wife and we just kind of did dinner and hung out. It was good catching up. I mean, this has been your whole life essentially, right? Your birthday is always superseded oh, yeah. by football duties and oh, yeah. the rigors of practice and games. Yep. No surprise there. I want to ask you about pro football focus. This is a topic that we touch on occasionally with players and coaches, mixed feelings. I understand them, but they gave you your highest career grade against the Colts. Do you agree or disagree with that assessment? Um, Was that your best performance as a pro? Probably not. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I guess if you look at just um, the, like each individual play is like a, just simply a pass Mm -hmm. fail, maybe, um, but I think I've had better performances uh, in terms of more game-changing plays. Um, I think that Washington game kind of sticks out as more big plays, um, maybe more small errors. But I don't really know how they grade because there's some some games people think they played really well and the coaches grade you really high and they don't know what coverage you're playing. They don't know what defense you're in. So. Um, you got to take that with a grain of salt. You know who else doesn't know, especially today? Sebastian Joseph Day. Yeah. They gave Bash a 44 for week two. <laughs> and and he had one of the best performances um, on our team in that game. So. so I'd like to ask you about some of the opposing linebackers you faced so far, because it's not lost on me that the schedule to this point has presented Roquan Smith of Chicago. He's a top 10 pick. Darius Leonard of the Colts uh, just got a massive contract to make him the, the highest compensated off-ball linebacker in the league. Do you take any pride in matching their standard or even outperforming them over the course of a given game, given where you came from as an undrafted college free agent? Yeah. I mean, as soon as I got to the NFL, made the roster, um, I've just always thought of myself as, you know, I was one of 53. I wanted to be a starter. I wanted to be an every down guy. I wanted to be somebody that contributed to to this team that has all our goals um, out in front of us and, and really have felt that way for the last three years. So. You know, what I do individually, first and foremost, I want to help the team win. But, you know, it's cool to see across the league, um, you know, different guys that you've looked up to um, in your career, guys like Bobby Wagner, who we play twice a year, and then some of the younger age guys who are either drafted in your class or like a few before you, like the Darius Leonards and Roquan Smith. And, um, you know, you're all just kind of competing in that same pool now. Um doesn't really matter where you were drafted or, or not drafted. And, uh, you know, everybody's after the same goals. Devin White, Levante David, another couple such players this week in your next test, week three against the Buccaneers. We'll talk about that in a moment. But first, I want to just pose a hypo- hypothetical to you. Would it be easier if we just had the opposing offense start in your red zone? Like, would that be more efficient and maybe help your stats? We, we would prefer not. To that. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked out so far, though, uh, through two games. You've had some incredible goal line stands. Look, I understand it's not sustainable 
and you guys want to clean some things up. But is there something to bend but don't break, or is that just a cliche? Yeah, no. I think I think the important thing is the way teams have gone down there is very correctable okay. um, types of plays. So you know, there are plays we're trying to eliminate, and then uh, you know, but once we get down there, it seems like we have gotten sharp, uh, made some really big stops, um, and different types of personnel groups, um, including this last weekend and a true goal line, 13 personnel offense and uh goal line defense. And, you know, that's pretty cool. Old school football downhill. And uh, you know, they were inside the two yard line, four straight shots and didn't get in. So, um, and then that's been a reoccurring theme. So, you know, we'd like to find ourselves down there less, but um, I think it says something about our defense and, uh, the grit that we have and uh, just a fight. As we think back on last year, I think collectively it's like, oh, you guys had the best defense in the National Football League and we expect it to be that way forevermore carrying forward. But if you dig a little bit deeper, you guys were fine against Dallas, had a rough first half against Buffalo, but then bounced back in week two. It wasn't really though until you got home and you had week three, week four, where the defense found a lot of traction and you became dominant. You started to impose your will. And it made me wonder, might the same pattern occur this year? Like, do you feel like your best downs and your best games are still ahead of you as this group coalesces? We'll see. Um, you know, I think we've felt um, throughout all of camp that, um, you know, we we're trying to build off of what we did last year. We didn't want to start backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of the same guys back, but we know that this team may have a different identity. Um, still kind of figuring out what that is. We're two games into a 17 guaranteed game schedule. So there's a lot of football left to be played. Um, we know there's going to be guys that might not be contributing yet that are going to be contributing down the road. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, that's the fun part of a season is you just slowly kind of find out who you are. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool to see the differences between years. Um, so, but ultimately the goal is the same. We want to be the number one defense and, um, we want to help our team be the number one team and, uh, you know, win a championship. So, like you said early, but do you have a sense about what might separate this group from last year's? We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, I like the guys in the room. I like the guys in the room last year. Um, seen a little, some fight um, in us early, like you alluded to down, down in the red zone. So, you know, that's, I think kind of starting to become part of our identity is just that, that fight that we have on tough downs um, in the bears game week one, we also had four fourth down stops. Um, you know, those are just huge plays in the game. Um, you know, we call it a turnover, um, fourth down stop. So, you know, we'll see, um, taking it a week at a time, trying to figure out who we are and, uh, you know, just keep progressing. I agree with that statistically, by the way, Mm -hmm. like if you recover a fumble on fourth down in the same spot where you make a tackle for loss, why should that be, should be any different? Uh, I want to ask you about your counterpart, Kenny Young. And this time last week, we were kind of marveling at how far he's come as a Ram, you know, kind of came here as part of that Marcus Peters trade, grew into his role, had an unfortunate moment uh, over the weekend against Indianapolis. And I know how heated sometimes those situations can get. First of all, what was your perspective on that moment in the game? Um, you know, first of all, like like most of the guys out there, Kenny's super passionate. Um, his energy is what makes him such a great player. Um, you know, I can't necessarily say he wasn't in the right to be upset. Um, 
kind of what was going on, but, uh, you know, he's going to learn from it, uh, handle it a little better and, uh, you know, just got to come back out this week and, and restart and be that, that same guy that he's been. And that's being a good leader, um, energy and just flying around making good football plays. But it shakes up your structure for the remainder of that game, one that came down to the last couple of possessions. And along the way, uh, rookie Ernest Jones mm-hmm. gets his first taste next to you. What was that like? It was cool. Um, you know, we were talking about it before the game. Maybe we get a goal line shot. And Ernest is in, in that package. And we got that on the first series. Um, so, you know, he was pretty excited. We were excited for him that he got his first live snap of real defense in the game and that goal line stand. Um, and then ended up later in the game being thrown in. Um, to a true linebacker role in the game and, and played really well, um, smart, talented. And, uh, you know, both of those guys are really fun to play with. And um, we also enjoy ourselves, you know, off the field in the meeting rooms and weight room and stuff. So we have a really good group, Coach Shula, Micah, uh, T. Howard. It's, it's yeah. a really good group of guys. I was going to ask who your favorite rookie is, but you gave such a good answer about Ernest. Yeah, like, if I Ernest took him, my guy. if I took him away, <laughs> who else have you, uh, um, jived with? I, I really like Jake Funk. Um, you know, he's kind of, kind of reminds me of myself coming in early and, um, you know, just initially just thrown into that four core special teams role and doing a really good job and earning guys respects that way. And, um, I know he's going to, find his way onto the field on offense more often as the season gets going. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of guys like that, but uh, I'll go Jake Funk. Let's pick up that thread on special teams because this week coming feels like one where there is no margin for error and you have to be buttoned up in all three phases. Let's start with that, uh, that strange punt uh, deep in your own end, mm-hmm. uh, a rare miscue on teams. What happened there? And is that a very easy fix? I can only yeah, imagine. Yeah. E- easy fix. Um, you know, we're trying to do something um, that's really going to help us down the road. It's a, it's a good scheme. We just little miscommunication between um, all our guys and uh, something we'll just clean up. And sorry to make you responsible for everything special teams related, <laughs> though you do play a lot of snaps okay. and you're a core guy in that way, but uh, the opening kickoff mm-hmm. returns. Yeah. Are we going to see any of that moving forward? We hope not. Um, you know, I think the, the important takeaway from both um, that I when I go back and look at it is there wasn't a uh, schematic error. Um, Guys were playing fast, playing hard um, and we're in the right spots. Just, we, we got to make that play. And uh, you know, both of those, both of those returns should have been down inside the 25. So, you know, we're just that close to being an exceptional unit. Um, Right now, I think we're a good unit in all phases and uh, you know, we seal up some of these, uh, little deals keep contained and, and we're going to be in good shape. Matt Gay gets the game winner. It wasn't all yeah. bad. I didn't mean to make you uh, talk to all of that, but you did play uh go ahead. He's the best. Yeah. He, um, Mr. Automatic right now. And uh, it's been fun to watch him just nail these kicks and, and what better than a game winner. So with the uh, franchise that you claimed him off of last year, coincidentally, exactly. glad the uh, Colts made him available. You did play uh, the game in Tampa Bay last year, maybe not to the extent that you will this time around against the Bucks, but initial takeaways from your first meeting with Tom Brady. Um, yeah. I mean, they were, I think right when we played them was when we, they were starting to find their stride. We knocked them off and then they go, I think eight straight Kansas city that. got them, then the bye, yeah, and they Kansas haven't city. lost since. Yeah. Yep. And then now they haven't lost since then. So you know, we'll, uh, they're a slightly different team than when we last faced them, but, uh, you know, ultimately, um, you know, 
Tom Brady's at the helm and uh, they believe they can win in a game and, and so do we. So it'll be a tough, tough all game, all three phases. I love the week to week flow of the league. You see Carson Wentz and he invites chaos. He thrives off schedule. Tom Brady surgically eliminates it from, mm-hmm. from his life. How different is that as a defense to see week to week? Yeah, you just, I mean, our, our division is one of the best in terms of off schedule quarterbacks uh, with Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. So um, you play a guy like Carson Wentz, it's kind of that same mentality. Um, going against a Tom Brady is a little bit different. Um, you're not worried about, and breaking three tackles and throwing a 30 yard pass, but uh, you know, he's going to pick you apart and, and if you're not disciplined. So, you know, it'll be, um, it'll be fun to get to game plan him. Um, especially, like I said, when we went down there last year, they weren't quite the team that they are now. So, um, but we also weren't the team that we are now. So, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be good matchup. Well said, we got a big uh, finish in store, but first I want to give you a chance to speak about the Be Positive Foundation. I've mm-hmm. seen it uh, throughout your social media. Why is it on your heart? Um, yeah, it's something I got involved in in high school. Um, the Be Positive Foundation is founded after um, a boy named Andrew McDonough. Went to my high school a few years before I was in high school, but it was a story that took our area um, by storm. Um, he's fighting childhood cancer. Um, ended up losing his battle and his dad had this ongoing blog that just gave a lot of details and just kind of grabbed people's hearts. Um, we didn't know them, um, but everybody in the community just kind of rallied. They created the foundation and um, started picking heroes who were childhood cancer families and um, the children battling. And, uh, you know, at University of Delaware, this is a couple of years later now in college, we had a boy um, who was our hero named Danny and uh, you know, he had been in remission for several years. And uh, in my junior year, his cancer came back um, and he's been fighting it since then. So um, he's somebody I'm really close with and staying really good touch with in touch with. He's on my cleats on um, when we do the, uh, I cause my cleats, my calls my cleats game. And uh, he's been, he came out here for the game, uh, I calls my cleats game our rookie year and we got him on the field and stuff. And it's just him and some of the other little uh, guys and girls that I've been able to meet that kind of touched my heart and um, realize, you know, you only have this platform for so long. and um, It's just something really special to me. That's why I love that initiative is just to hear some of the stories behind what might be on your mind mm-hmm. before you take the field for that game or all the games that, that you play. Let's keep it uh, charitable here then. It's time for our closing segment. We call it three and out. Troy, I've got three final questions for you. If you get all three answers correct, I'm going to make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation on your behalf and same for any of your teammates who come on for future episodes. Okay? Okay. First question. The Delaware Fighting Blue Hens took their first L of the season last weekend. I'm sorry to say. Which of your Rams teammates was most pleased with that week three outcome? Sebastian Joseph Day. Rutgers got him, huh? Did you hear about that from Bash? A little bit. I I wasn't going to bring it up to him, (laughs) but uh, we talked about it a little before the game. Am I correct that your brother Colby is in his sixth season with that? That program? Yes. Okay. Wish him well. And Albany, we said, is going to come back. I think that's the next opponent after his bye week. Yes. Okay. We'll circle back on that. Question number two. Taunting penalties are the hot button topic of the week in the National Football League. They're a focal point for officials. We saw one in that red zone sequence with Kenny Young we already discussed. 
Here's my question. Which of your Rams teammates is least likely to ever draw a flag for taunting an opponent? Who would you be shocked to see flexing? Justin Lawler. Really? Yeah. And not just because he broke his hand the other day. Uh, just because he's too good of a guy. But he might have the opportunity. You never know. Adrenaline yeah. running high after a sack. Yeah. You think he can just walk away? No, nah, I think he comes celebrate with the team. All right. Just walk away. Well, that's a nice testament to Justin. We wish him a quick recovery. Question number three, you're two for two. Okay. A belated congratulations to you and your bride, Mary, yes. on your summer wedding. A bit COVID delayed, but everything went off without a hitch eventually. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Um, Delaware was fully open, so we were able to have all our guests. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. Terrific. Who was the better lacrosse player, though? That's question number three. Mary was. Really? Yeah, she played in college. I didn't go past high school, so uh, got to give it to her. You were a great high school player, though, right? If you had set your mind to lacrosse rather than football? Yes. It would have worked out? Yeah. Yeah, I was actually committed um, to play lacrosse before I committed to play football. Um, I was committed to the University of North Carolina. Um, Recruiting happens just a little bit earlier in lacrosse. Um, so I collected these offers and kind of felt like it was, it was the right thing to do at the time, not knowing what was going to happen with football. And, uh, you know, obviously I ended up getting recruited pretty big for football as well. But, um, at the time I just, I committed and told them that, you know, there's a chance I, I might play football and they were, they were fine with that. So, um, still follow that program. Well, I see many years of uh, marital bliss in your future. If you continue to defer to Mary, like you just did there three for three, we're happy to make a donation to the LA Rams foundation on your behalf. Troy, thank you for stopping by. Have a great week three against the bucks and a career year ahead. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So many people contributed to this Rams reveal podcast. We appreciate them and you our listeners. This is your first time catching the show. Would you take a moment to rate and review no matter what platform you're on? I'm JB long. And this is Rams revealed.